welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast presented by MAP. MAP have done a new shoe in collaboration with Suplus. The Performance Road shoe is now available at map.cc and as always incorporates their spectacular design skills with Suplus's performance. Today on the podcast, we talk to Raman Sinkelman, one of the FDJ riders who was stuck on level four of the UAE hotel after stage five, the race was cancelled and after a rider was detected on that level, they were stuck there until further notice from the team as you hear in the podcast goes for a, a, it's a drawn out process, that's for sure. Since then, the coronavirus has expanded past just the UAE tour, past cycling as a whole and is, is starting to affect the entire world. But over the next month or so we're going to chat to a a few different people both in and out of cycling athletes management uh, that will all have a different opinion and a different way the coronavirus affects them if you do have anyone that you would like to hear on get their opinion on this event uh, please see out send us a message on social media stanley street social on all platforms or send us an email stanley street social at gmail.com Ramon Singleman headed into this season as one of Arno Dumas' right-hand men. He's part of the the trio that Arno was taking to all his sprint races and a big uh, prospect for FDJ heading into another important year. He talks about in this podcast how how they were treated, what happened in uh, in the hotel, what what the process was to get them out of there, and then the effect that this is having on his season the broader athletes season and uh, what, what what's coming up from them. As always, if you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend, share it on social media, uh, leave a review and let us know what you think about Ramon and his interview and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Beautiful. Well, thank, thanks for coming on, Ramon. How, how, how are you? Where are you? And how was your morning? I'm fine. I'm at home, finally. And my morning was hard, hard to wake up after a long ride yesterday in the cold, in the wind in Holland. But um, yeah, the kids uh, are at school now, so uh, we have some quiet time. And I guess I wanted to chat to you because you were one of the unfortunate riders that got stuck in the UAE hotel heading into the UAE tour. Was, was there any talk of the coronavirus within the team was there any measures in place like what was happening before uae tour kicked off Mm, not really i think everybody knew everybody knew it was coming to europe especially italy um but it was quite far from where we live and and where most of the team guys live uh where most of the races were so um there were already talks about uh, the races in uh, in Italy, like uh, Tireno, Stade Bianchi, and in San Remo. But in uh, in Dubai, where we were, yeah, not really. It was not uh, an object subject to to talk about. And then I think it was stage four that it got cancelled, or the the race the race kind of was up, a bit up in the air for a, a a bit of time there. What 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 happened? What did the race organisers come to you and say, hey? We've got a case, or was it no? Not what was the communication like? Yeah, we did five stages, so there were only two stages left, um, and we were transported to uh, Abu Dhabi. The first uh, the first week was in Dubai, 
Um, and, and at two o'clock in the night, uh, the director sportif came to the, to the room, wake us up at two o'clock in the night. So it's, that's already really strange. First, you think about the doping control, but it was uh, in the middle of the night. And um, they just told us, yeah, it's canceled. There are possibility of, uh, of positive cases of uh, corona. Um, we are not going to race. And uh, it was the night from Thursday to Friday. So, um, yeah, uh, we didn't know what, what to expect. And at 5 o'clock in the morning, we all did a, a, a corona test. Um, and, and we waited for the results. And normally, if the results were negative, we could go home. And that was still in time to, to take your original flight from Sunday. We were planned to come back on Sunday anyway, everybody. And normally, we, uh, we could get it. Like most of the, the teams who went home took their or original flights. And then why did you guys say you were FD, you, a writer for FDJ, um, one of... I think three or four teams that were stuck in the hotel for a little bit of time there. Why were you guys um, locked up in the hotel? Yeah, that was actually not clear for anybody. I think both the organization, both the uh, the hotel staff, both the authorities, nobody, I think nobody really knew. At least the communication was really unclear. So for us, we just had to wait and, and, and see what's going to happen. Um, but at the end, I think, sure, uh, until now, not yet sure that a few guys on the fourth floor of the hotel of the hotel were tested positive, and uh, now at least one guy is is known, uh, a Russian guy from Gazprom, who tested positive, and he was on the same floor as as we were, on the fourth floor. So they basically locked the whole fourth floor, um, and nobody could move in and out in or out um but there are a few strange things because um for example miles miles scottson he was sick mm. he was already sick in uh, in dubai so he stayed he left the race after the first stage of, after the second stage and he was really sick and i think he wasn't even tested afterwards he just after a few days he could uh, he could go home well, everybody was in a big sort of uh, panic state that um, the whole coronavirus was, was going on. Uh, Miles could go home. And also Jacopo Guenieri, our teammate, he also passed the security uh, line going to the, um, to the airport to, to fly home while we were locked in. So that was also strange. And they basically locked the fourth floor in the hotel. But our teammate David Godou, he was on the second floor. So he wasn't even part of this, uh, of our uh, our floor in the hotel. So there was also no reason for him to to stay actually. So, but it was what it was what it was one big mess. I uh, I imagine for everybody. I think uh, the whole overview was was lost and and nobody knew what was going on or what was um, about to happen. So um, yeah, I think they they. They just made a, a simple state. The fourth floor is locked down. Everybody else could go home. Everybody else uh, post, uh, tested negative can go home. Um, but yeah, it was it was a strange situation. But if there was 500 guys wanting to go home, um, almost everybody is negative tested. I don't know if they had an overview of what was going to happen. And this is riders, team managers, 
all your extended staff, everyone's locked up in the hotel. Yeah, and also from the organization, of course, and uh, and media, journalists. How are they communicating with you? Uh, Via our uh, sport director. But also he was really limited in information. So, yeah, he could only wait and, and, yeah, for him it was really hard because we were angry, of course. Everybody Mm. wanted to know what was going on. But he didn't know. He was our only uh, line of uh, communication, but he didn't know. Um, Everybody he was talking to didn't know. And yeah, uh, we were also impatient, of course, like everybody else. So yeah, it was for especially for the sport directors, it was quite hard uh, the first few days. Did you have a time on how long it was going to be? Or was it just hang out in your hotel rooms and we'll be in touch yeah so the first test was friday morning at five o'clock and you hear hear from different people different time of of uh uh hours it takes for the test results coming in so once i one guy say six hour the other say 12 hour the other say 48 hour but uh so friday morning until saturday evening most of the tests were back back negative also uh, so there was like a one and a half day uh, waiting so the next morning sunday morning sunday morning most of the teams went back home except for us the the three teams covidis ftg Grupama, and uh, gasprom after uh, afterwards i also hear that a uae team was still somewhere in in uh, abu dhabi but actually, I never knew where. I think also in the same hotel, but I never seen anybody of them. So I don't know. They were also seriously locked up, I think. Um, and then w- when we understood that we had to stay there the Sunday, uh, I think we did another test, another test on Sunday evening, maybe, uh, which we had to wait for the results again. And we were told when these tests, the second tests, are back negative again, you can go home. So you're looking forward to come, come home again uh, one day or 24 hours or uh, after, uh, I think, uh, on, on Monday night, we had the results all negative. But we still couldn't go home. And we didn't know why. And afterwards, I think it was because one of the guys from uh, Gazprom was tested uh, positive. And that's why they uh, they kept us in the fourth floor. And then the timeline from there, well, well, did you know from then or was it just hanging on? Like, what? It must have been a mentally draining experience. Yeah, especially because you, you talk with your family, of course, your wife and kids, and they are expecting you home on Sunday. Um, then... You have to postpone this uh, this way uh, the flight back two times, and after the te- the second test, which was negative, but didn't result in coming back, we were really like mentally cracked. <laughs> so we were in the room with Anna Demar, who never drinks alcohol, with Ignatas Konovalovas. He's like a Lithuanian guy, but he's like half Russian, so he knows how to. Uh, to drink vodka and uh, to party a little bit. So we were in the room uh, taking down the mini bar and like, like <laughs> without any any morale, we were uh, playing cards all night 
until yeah uh, we didn't know what to do and we went to sleep at, at five o'clock in the, in the night or something because there was no way we knew what was going to happen our for our feeling the whole uh, spring season was fucked anyway because yeah after uh, 10 days in a, in a hotel yeah what what do you expect from your legs from your uh, shape uh that was that was a really hard time because you you were looking forward to going home a few times you were tested negative a few times it was being said we can go home a few times and then still we we were locked down um but uh tuesday night we know uh, we knew that the the team directors or not the directors but the managers back in france they were working working really hard to to speak with whatever authorities in France, in, in uh, UAE, wh- wherever, to, uh, to help us, to get us out. But it was, yeah, it's, it's super hard. Um, but Tuesday night, we got the message, okay, guys, um, it's now clear. You have to stay until the 14th of March. Oh. Uh, so that was, that was, that was uh, like a sort of a shock for everybody. But on the other hand, it was clear. We knew what to expect. We could we could go. Uh, we could look forward. Um, so it, it, the message itself was really hard, of course. But because of the message, you know, you knew what was going on. You knew what to expect, and it was sort of a relief. Okay, we are here fourteen days, or yeah, uh, and, uh, eleven more days. But okay, we can uh, we can look forward. So you've got you've got a mini bar, but I don't imagine that lasts too long. What, After this what night, you, it was empty. <laughs> yeah. What did, What did you do? Yeah. Um, not much actually. It's it, for me for to to uh, look back. I don't know what we did the first uh, four or five days without anything. Yeah. We are checking our phone all day, all night. Yeah. It was kind of boring. We were reading a book or we were watching Netflix or uh, whatever. Um, the strange thing also, the first, after the first test on Friday, yeah, we were free. We didn't have to race. All people were in Dubai, which was sunny and a super nice hotel. We were, everybody was at the swimming pool and the top floor, there was a whole, uh, uh, swimming pool bar and whatever. A few guys were in the gym. So everybody was in contact with each other. So if there was a positive test on Friday, the, the the next one and a half day everybody could uh, could get get in contact with each other so that's also strange so from the moment you got tested to the moment you are having your results yeah everybody had the chance to uh, to pick up the virus mm. so yeah. it didn't make uh, make a lot of sense to uh, to send everybody home because still nobody was sure if yeah they were tested negative on friday morning but what happened if it's Saturday evening and you were in contact with uh, positive guys for one and a half day? You don't know. It looks like you had some indoor trainers delivered eventually. So after the, we got uh, the, te- the, the result that we stayed until the 14th of March, sort of a window opened from the authorities to, um, to allow us to send stuff in the hotel. So to send uh, home trainers, to send a bike, to send... Um, a PlayStation or whatever, what we needed to to survive those uh, those eleven days. Um, so the first five days was was without anything, but after we got the news that we had to stay there until the fourteenth, uh, it was sort of open and we could uh, order 
materials we need needed to um, to get as much as possible training. So that was also nice because you can you can look forward and you can go planning. Okay, we do two times one hour training a day, um, and so you have a sort of a day plan going on. And that was actually, of course, it's really shit to be there. Of course, you rather be home. You uh, want to spend time with your family. Um, but if you are there anyway and you have the right materials, you can do as much as possible training. So it was not it was not that bad of a situation. Mm. How was uh, your roommate, Anna Demar, and the last man in your sprint train, he was your... Um, housemate for the couple of weeks. How, how did he handle the situation? Um, also, sort of like 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 I did. We were quite uh, positive. Like uh, our mental state was, except for that one night uh, when we got drunk. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, um, yeah, we were actually pretty positive. We tried to make the best out of it. Okay, we are here. It's really shit. Um, we want to be home. We want to be racing. We wanted to do a Paris or whatever. But since we are here anyway, we try to make the best out of it. And and because we both had this um, mental uh, uh, morale, let's say, uh, we also kept positive. And yeah, it, it it yeah. What I say, it was not super nice. But we tried to make the best out of it, and um, we did some uh, Instagram stories and some Twitter stories, and a lot of people um, loved it. They really loved our uh, positive vibe, and uh, yeah, that was also a motivation for us to uh, to keep um, keep making these funny stories and keep keep trying to make uh, to be to uh, to remain uh, positive. Yeah. So you you were meant to come home and then go straight to Paris Nice. No, I since we were planned for Tirreno Adriatico and afterwards uh, Milan Sanremo, but since they were cancelled, I could imagine the team sending us to uh, Paris Nice. I mean, if there are eight guys in Paris Nice and you have a few a few guys for Thibaut Pinot who was planned to do the GC, I can imagine if there are no races anyway, they send uh, as the eighth guy uh, Arnaud Demar to to do some sprints. Mm. But you never know what was going on. We were planned for Tirreno. But yeah, and now uh, we are now one week uh, further, and everybody, everything is uh, is cancelled. So it's a strange, uh, strange situation. Yeah, well, um, it's a crazy time for the world, I guess. Here in Melbourne, the F one got cancelled today. The NBA cancelled their or put their season on yeah. hold for for a period of time, and. In as you said, in this last couple of weeks, cycling the cycling world has completely changed. We went from um, shortening races or restricting access to cancelling races to now we've pretty got no, we've got nothing in the foreseeable future. Yeah. What what are you what are you what are you planning? What, what what's the plan? Or what's the team been talking to you about in terms of your schedule for the year? Your team schedule working with Arno. I imagine you were both in pretty good condition heading into UAE. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's really hard, and also for the team, also for the team, uh, especially for the team. I think uh, I'm really lucky that I'm um, I'm still in a contract for next year. Many guys aren't; they are not in a contract. Um, mm. um, <laughs> I cannot imagine the stress they they might might have. Um, they worked all winter really hard. We did an altitude camp for the first time, so we were already 17 days on a, on a mountain. 
um, next to all the training camps in Spain. So you work all winter super hard to be in uh, in, in a good shape in um, in the spring classics, and now there aren't any. So yeah. Also for the team, we had a communication going on a few days ago with a new program with all the Belgium uh, races. So Nokere, De Panne, Gent, Wevegem, E3. Yeah. Um, one day later, our races are cancelled. So hmm. uh, I didn't talk with the team since yesterday. Um, I also don't know uh, why I should because they cannot do anything and they are also looking for solutions. But if they... Find a solution in a French race. Uh, the, there's a big chance they uh, they got cancelled also. Mm. Yeah, well, and, I, and I guess that, that's the status of the entire world is everyone's on hold now. What are you gonna do? Are you just gonna keep training? Are you gonna have a bit of a break? Are you gonna put things on hold? Like it must be it must be a, a tricky time to know what to do. There's never a part in your career where you don't have a schedule or you don't have a a plan heading forward. And at this time, you've got just this world of unknown yeah yeah i this morning i i i was i woke up i yesterday i did a really hard training long training and a hard training and i woke up pretty fucked if i uh, if i can say and and <laughs> I, I i'm supposed to do uh, a training today but it's wind power seven right now it's sort of raining it's five degrees yeah i what does I'm wind really power tired. seven mean Wind power seven. That means it's like a uh, super hot wind. Wind power three is enough for echelons. Wind mm. power seven is enough to uh, cancel a race almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, have you talked to many of your teammates or fellow fellow professionals? What, what what are their views on the on the current situation and where their training and ambitions are going? Yeah. Uh, I didn't talk with a lot of teammates. And I also must say the whole situation in Abu Dhabi, of course, it's super shit. But for us, it's not so bad in in the big picture. We are all healthy, at least uh, our team is. Uh, we missed um, some races and, uh, and a lot of um, uh, fitness score. But yeah, there are uh, worse things in the world. And also in this case, with the whole races being canceled, there are worse, worse things in the world. The whole economy is going down or going down. They went down mm. huge in the, uh, the last uh, few weeks. So uh, cycling is not everything in the world. But for us, of course, it's, it's the main thing. The, our whole career is on, uh, on the line right now for a few mm. guys. Imagine all the young guys who are in now in the in the under twenty three uh, period, and they need to prove themselves to get a contract in the pros. Yeah, they are also fucked. They also cannot do mm-hmm. anything. So um, most of my teammates, what I said, they are out of contract for next year. They need to prove themselves. Um, yeah, I talked a few times with with Arno since I got back uh, to. Um, to a little bit show off what we did in training, what kind of trainings we did, how much stress score we, we made in the training and uh, to motivate each other also. And yesterday we uh, we both did a huge training and we asked ourselves, yeah, but what for? I mean, uh, you can mm-hmm. do a big training now, but if you have a race in, in June, whatever, you know, that is that is now a little bit uh, the question. If, if the Giro is cancelled, we haven't we have no race until july or august that's mm. uh, pretty crazy 
and that's a long time away, and that's a very short season if that does does come about. Yeah, imagine the pressure for all the the leaders in in cycling teams. They all have to prove yeah. themselves in the very short period of time. We could see the most amazing welter in ever. <laughs> with 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 the freshest GC riders in the world, all hitting August September in their best condition. Imagine because the 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 world two level is already super high the last few years. All all GC mm. contenders are in the whole year on a super good shape. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to expect. I'm I'm happy. I'm not a GC rider. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, what 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 were your what were your ambitions this year? Obviously, you signed with the squad, um, became part of Arno's sprint chain, strong in the classics. Was it a front heavy year? Your calendar? Um, yeah, we we were supposed to do a lot of sprint sprints. Uh, we we skipped a few classics to do some uh, smaller stage races with sprints. And we were lined up for Giro, as a lot of uh, sprinters. And then to go to the Vuelta, because there are also many uh, sprint opportunities. Um, yeah, it, it's really hard to say, but we we were really motivated. Everybody of us, uh, all of us um, were motivated to uh, yeah, to make a big step compared to last year. Because last year was, was really not a good year for Arno and for the whole team. We didn't win a lot. We were always uh, coming a few percentage uh, short. So we were really motivated to uh, to do better this year. And I think we had a, a great winter with some uh, really specific uh, sprint training. Um, in Abu Dhabi, in Dubai, the first few sprints were not like we wanted, uh, tactically-wise also. Um, but we were uh, physically, yeah, I think, uh, in a really good way to... Um, to to win races, hmm. what um what 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 sprint training specifically were you doing? What sprint training? Yeah, yeah. It was mostly like the um, power training, especially for Arno. He didn't do power mm-hmm. training the last uh, I don't know how many years, and now he was really serious. So we we also mentioned in the in the in the training that yeah he he improved in this part in the explosivity. And yeah, also the endurance, um, the total hours of training, the, the the training stress score, the fitness score was yeah uh, was not way higher because uh, if you are already professional for so so long, you cannot go in one one winter ten uh, percent uh, more training. It's not possible physically, but we were improving, I think. And but it's it's hard to uh, in training you never have the proof. Something is working unless uh, you do the races, until the, you do the races. So every first race is like uh, an eye-opener for everybody. Mm. Were you doing much uh, technique work on your actual sprint train itself, how it uh, fits together, how it clicks, how it delivers a node to the finish? And that's also something you only can do in, in a real race. And last year, we didn't do much r- uh, sprint races. We we did uh, Paris and uh, uh, and then a Giro, so we basically had two sprints. Uh, and this year, that's why we we chose a quite different plan. That's why we went to Abu Dhabi, uh, Dubai, because there were four or five sprint opportunities. 
that's why we skipped a few classics to do some smaller stage races with sprints to do as much as possible uh, yeah race practice um but we are like uh, a fixed team with Arno, Jacopo Guanieri and me. So three guys who are fixed in uh, in sprint train who are like working, I think, uh, really good uh, together. We really feel, um, we really feel the final and we know what, what to do. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it's super hard to, uh, to, exp- to experience this in training. It's impossible to practice this in training. Mm. Well, we hope that you guys get to uh, start racing soon, both from our uh, viewer perspective, but also from your careers and you get to finally utilize some of that good conditioning. We um, appreciate you coming on the podcast and all the the best for what's to come. We don't know. but For everybody, it's better to to start racing soon for our riders. Yeah. 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 If the health conditions are back on level. Yeah, well, that's it. As you, as you pointed out in the mid middle of the podcast, there, it's 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 not just a cycling problem; it's a global pandemic, and there's definitely some uh, bigger issues on the broader spectrum of things. Yeah, for sure. 